Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're awesome and well. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see uh, all of you up and at it early. A few of you online already. Big shout out to uh, James and David and Cheeto. A little bit high now on my seat. Get my seat right. <laughs> Tim, Allison, Polo. Hey, good morning to all of you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Here there was a, a bit of rain and a few storms around. A bit over this wet weather, to be honest, but just between you and me. Hopefully some point real soon it dries out a little bit. Anyway, summer's around the corner, so they say. But uh, before we get to that, we're going to have a bit of a chat. Um, a wealth coffee chat is what we call it. I've been out of action for a few days, been down in Sydney, uh, live streaming and commentating the Australian Championships of the uh, Rock Climbing and uh, Bouldering. So anyway, there you go. That's what I was doing for a few days when you guys didn't see me on Thursday and Friday over the weekend, but back at it now, Monday, the 21st. Welcome back to the Wealth Coffee Chat series for those who may not know. That's my name, Jason Witten. We've been uh, Wealth Coffee Chatting as a bit of a crew for a number of years now. Each morning we get together with uh, investors just like you and uh, we try to make some sense of what's going on in the world of real estate, make sure we don't listen to the fear-mongering media who are just trying to sell clickbait and headlines. Um, and well, that's who they are. That's what they do, right? Unfortunately, they're not the purveyors of accurate, good quality data that we used to believe. So us as property investors, we need to make up our own minds by understanding what's going on because sometimes they drop a little breadcrumb of information out there which is factual, factually accurate, but uh, their language and their uh, sensationalism headlines make those pieces of information maybe a little bit more, I don't know, terrifying or exciting, depending on which way you look at it. So welcome to Wealth Coffee Chat. I've been investing over 20, it's over 25 years now. I've had uh, a few wins and I've had a few losses. I've been on the uh, privilege end of being able to coach many property investors, maybe just like you as well. So along the way, learnt a few things. My clients right now, this is kind of cool, my clients collectively uh, that are in my coaching and mentoring program across Australia, we haven't even added New Zealand yet, own collectively 10,000 properties, 10,000 plus properties, which is, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked with that. So, you know, 10,000 plus properties, you get to see and understand a few things and I get to share those with you each morning. Our mentoring clients get uh, the deeper dive on our mentoring nights. Um, but this morning, um, but this morning, we're going to share some tidbits of information out there. And a little bit of a headline that's going on in the marketplace, folks, uh, is this one. Hey, hey, these 200 suburbs just dropped out of the $1 million club. The $1 million club. Now, uh, my question to you is, 
Uh, is that factually correct? The, the answer is yes. I'll answer that so I don't uh, I don't waste your your chatting uh, expertise. But tell me in the chat, is this a normal problem? Property prices go up; they adjust a little bit. Um, or is this an abnormal problem? Tell me in the chat right now. What would you call this? The difference between normal and abnormal. Uh, and uh, this is, you know, for us as investors, question, question, normal or abnormal? Abnormal. Uh, ab. Yep. Sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Allison, Tim, for sure. Absolutely 100% normal problem. All right. And, uh, you know, the media, the media tried to sensationalize, uh, sensationalize this type of thing. Now, for sure, what happens all the time, it's, it's the same what's happened with interest rates being dropped to all-time lows, and now they're being, you know, put up. Uh, what, what happens in normal market momentums, corrections and uh, flows of value and supply and demand and so on, things overshoot and then they undershoot. It's never, it's never a perfect trajectory. So let's have a bit of a look at sort of, you know, what may have gone on in recent times. You know, let's talk about, you know, um, let's talk about 1718, right? 1718, which is the APRA land, and we're all in a bit of a, bit of a, a, a funk at APRA time, you know, long comes 19 and then call it 20, 21 and then 22. So, you know, we were all in a bit of a funk when it came to the marketplace and this is growth, like growth on growth, like the growth momentum. Doesn't mean our values are, um, uh, doesn't mean our values by and large are being affected, let's say. You know, if your property prices in certain suburbs are staying steady, then that's fine, Right. But the market is not growing. That's what a lot of this sensationalism and misunderstanding is all about. So let's have a look. You know, market growth, decline, decline. You know, 19, just starting to get a little bit of something. Along comes COVID. You know, market says, I don't know what's going on here. Let's just hunker down a little bit sideways for, you know, early 20 and then, Boom, we had something pretty significant happen and now we're getting an adjustment, okay? Now, this is the part I want to talk about, which is absolutely normal. Once we have some momentum, it tends to overshoot and tends to correct in all sorts of reasons. Why? But right now, what's the number one reason we are getting a correction? And I wouldn't call it a correction. It's... it's it's a market adjustment. It's not a correction. We have fundamental facts in the marketplace that are that have supported uh, lots of this price value movements. But uh, tell me right now, what's the number one uh, issue or reason why we are having an adjustment in the in the nominal prices? Boom, Tim is on it, and it is the interest rates, folks. It's interest rates, interest rates. So. They were at all-time lows, and now they're at, you know, pretty decent, um, pretty decent amounts. Still quite normal, still quite ten and fifteen-year normal rates, and it looks like we're going to land between five and six percent 
in 2023. Okay? Then what you're going to see, probably end of 23 to 24, you're going to see that interest rate probably go down to be to be between four, oh, 4 and 5%. That's where we're going to be, folks. We know what's coming. We know what's happening um, as we go. Yep, and there you go. Alison, exactly. You know, the sky's falling. Everyone's lost, you know, 50K or 80K of equity. No, they haven't. They've lost the nominal piece of paper value um, in their in their properties. And to be quite honest, I've always said this, you know, capital growth. Capital growth is a vanity metric. It's a vanity metric. It's, it's actually emotionally... Not it, it's a terrible way to measure your success as a property investor. People go, "Oh, my property's went up in value." That's wonderful, and and I don't take um. Yeah, bond rates don't lie. You're dead right. Um, you know, your ability to buy and own and keep good quality real estate is the number one success metric. Now, growth and cash flow and tax deductions—they are all levers, um, and things that can change outside of your control. Uh, sometimes they're just, I mean, what did you do? What did you do to make the property prices go up in 20 and 21? What did you do? You did nothing. Tell me in the chat. Like, what did you as the individual property investor do in 20 and 21 to get the property prices to go up? I can't hear anything. Nothing, right? Nothing. We didn't do anything. We were the beneficiaries of other things that happened out of our control. What's the only thing that we have control of if, we, uh, uh, if we've got finance ability? Yep. There you go, Tim. You hit it on the head. You bought one. You bought a property. Yep, you bought a property. That's the only thing you control. That is your mechanism of success in this game. I've seen so many people give up, chuck their toys, carrying like pork chops. All right, um, <laughs> carry on like pork chops. Listen, what you control is this, the choice, the style, the type, and the location of the property you buy, okay? Yep, yep, yep. There you go, boom, Alison. That's what you did. You control, you, exactly. You got great advice. You did your research. You didn't rush into it. You made a great quality choice, Alison. Um, and you'll put your money in the market in a way that was appropriate for you and your circumstances. The rest, the rest, as investors, we can understand, we can analyze, we can make sure we manage. Uh, however, we didn't do it. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. Capital growth, vanity, uh, vanity metric, folks. So what's it look like for the future? Well, why is this happening? Let's have a little look at I'm just going to use Melbourne here for an example. I might put my glasses on so I can see. <laughs> um, this is a bit harsh, isn't it? Financial review. Melbourne loses. That's not much. That's not very nice. However, Melbourne is not losers. We love Melbourne. Melbourne's an awesome place. However, what's going on here um, in this uh, circumstance? Let's have a bit of a look at what, um, you know, what uh, what's happening in Melbourne and uh, – as an example of these 200 suburbs dropping out of dropping out of the million dollar club and you know what they dropped from you know a million dollars to 950 boo hoo boo hoo you know 
four years ago, they were 500, like Alison said. You know, come on now. Again, this is the stuff where, you know, an uneducated, um, unsupported property investor might be scared or terrified by silly headlines. And that's not you. That is not you. And it shouldn't be you, folks, as we're going along. So let's have a look at, um, you know, what's going on and why this might occur. And we'll talk about something in a minute that's pretty important. Let's have a look at, uh, um, I chose one this, uh, this suburb here because it was easy for me to type into the map. But in Melbourne, the bulk of suburbs leaving the Million Dollar Club were located in the outer, the outer, let's have a look at a clue here, the outer east, northeast and southeast. What's the clue? What's the word, folks? Outer. 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 That's the clue. That's the word here. So why is this happening? Um, and maybe put it in the chat if you think you know. Uh, and this is one of the, it's kind of like a principle of real estate when it comes to growth patterns, folks, growth patterns. Um, but to be honest, it's a principle of many things. Uh, proximity, boom, Tim. Absolutely. What happens is, uh, let's do this very roughly because it's a little bit more sophisticated than this. If you want a deeper dive on this, then um, I suggest you listen to Sam's podcast, The 4X Growth Factors and all that sort of stuff. Sam Saga's my business partner and compadre for over 20 years in this game. Absolute genius. Um, and Tim's talking about proximity. And proximity, by and large, to what? Tell, put that in the chat, folks. Uh, and I might even answer it just to make sure we stay on time today. But proximity to infrastructure, proximity to, um, you know, usable uh, public spaces, proximity to the CBD, proximity to the beaches, etc. And, Tim, we're going to use the CBD as an example. So let's have a look at Melbourne, all right? Let's have a look at Melbourne. Boom. And let's see, did any of those properties in that, in that network of, you know, let's say call it the inner ring, of Melbourne drop out of, you know, these fancy million-dollar suburbs? No, they didn't. I can't see any of their names in there. Um, and they were well over many millions of dollars anyway. So the inner ring with proximity, location to the CBD. Then we have a look at the next ring, right? <laughs> Bit of ocean there, but you get the picture, which is the middle ring. And this is where... Sam has been talking about for a long time, a long time, middle ring infill, middle ring infill investing, absolutely brilliant value uh, and um, brilliant value and fantastic new infrastructure often. One of the deals that uh, we're just doing here down in Melbourne uh, is absolutely, you know, getting the... Um, the benefit of that middle ring, um, that middle ring stuff, and this ring might be a smidgen big here. Um, if you want to, uh, if you want to uh, pick it apart, but you kind of know what I'm saying here, right? And then where we're seeing the retraction, folks, is this stuff in the outer ring, right? The outer ring, the outer ring. 
And right here, if you have a look at key law, uh, and if I rub out some of this stuff, you know, there is still a little bit of land to develop in here. It's not surrounded by, you know, compression from other pieces of infrastructure as we go. So as we see growth go out from the CBD or proximity or pressure from real estate values, and, and it's the same for rents as well, folks, the same for rents as well often, um, a proximity pressure, as things retract, it starts out here and goes back the other way. Starts in there and goes back the other way. Starts out here and goes back the other way. Very normal, very straightforward, nothing abnormal about this situation when it comes to property investing. Team, so there you go. What can we do? Um, it, and, and it's it's never exactly you know linear when it comes to this stuff, folks. You know some of those. Uh, some of those newer infill cities end up um, with significant amounts of, of brand new infrastructure. So places like um, uh, in Brisbane, uh, Springfield, Springfield City, they, they've created a whole brand new city out there at Springfield and um, it, it becomes almost its own small proximity locator to the infrastructure, the schools and the transport and the shops and all that sort of stuff, which is brilliant. So um, Sam talks about that in his Forex growth strategies as well, all right? <clears throat> so there you go, just a little bit of a touch base, you know, 200 suburbs losing their million-dollar tag. Yep, so what? Who cares? Um, um, and if you do care, check in because it's not a measurement for success, this capital growth thing. It'll send you loopy, folks. It'll send you loopy. Can you get access can you get access to you, your equity? Uh, and maybe tomorrow or the next day, um, tell me, what should or can smart investors do to not to not care about uh, their property prices, you know, dropping? Uh, they, they've gone up to a million and now they go back to 900. What should have they done, folks? Tell me in the chat as, as the final closing uh, remark. They should have done something. With their equity, I've talk, I talk about it all the time. I, I mean, I was, I was talking about this, boom, Allison, all over it, equity lock. Like I was talking about this 12 months ago, team. Yep, kicked it into positive cash flow, locked in your equity. Listen, team, like this, the fundamentals remain the same. The details change. You know, COVID, GFC, APRA. Now, there'll be something else. I think this million dollar, a million houses provided by the government is going to be a disaster of epic proportions. You watch the next five years, uh, kind of like the NBN, the biggest waste of money we've ever bloody seen. Uh, they should get, they should give the private sector a boost. That's where their supply chain comes from, anyway. Don't get me started on that one. All right, there you go, folks. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. Wealth Coffee Chat, done and dusted. Refinance and buy another investment property. Absolutely. When you have the equity on paper, folks, use it. Lock in what you can because it does ebb and flow. I've seen it so many times. I've seen it so many times. This is not new. This is not new. This is, this is the ebb and flow of the market. Anyway, anyway, I'm done.
Well, it's Coffee Chat. It's done and dusted for today. <laughs> uh, join me tomorrow for another one, folks. Great to see you. Hey, big shout-out to Kevin all the way from Florida. Big shout-out to the rest of you, Alison, Tim, Shelley, uh, Sanchito, James, David, Paolo. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, I think fear sometimes, David, drives many of us, and we don't realise it. But, uh, you know, hopefully one day they might stumble across the Wealth Coffee Chats and learn a few things. That's it for me, folks. You guys be good. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Until then, bye for now. See you, folks.